0: Hey there, this is Lori from Hike, where we explore, wander, and live. In today's episode, I get a chance to talk with Brittany Freeman of The 11th Essential. I get to learn about some of her favorite hiking experiences and how she advocates for Leave No Trace. So, take a listen. I'm here with Brittany Freeman, and first of all, I just want to say thank you for joining me. And I came across... um, your profile on Instagram, and, you know, I was following your personal account, and then also as I was doing research for, um, like, doing a podcast on the tenant Essentials, and Leave No Trace, your 11th essential Instagram showed up, and um, so, yeah, so I, so I found you, um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so how are you? I am doing very well, thank
1: you, and thank you for having me talk about this for that matter so I appreciate it.
0: Yeah so I mean tell me a little bit about um, I guess about you um, in the sense that how long have you been hiking? You've been hiking um, you know a long time or more recently? I actually uh, I, I
1: guess I would I would say a long time I mean there was a period where I did a lot of moving where I wasn't you know able to really enjoy it as much but as kids, I had a grandfather. I was very blessed. He, I mean, my cousins and I were in a different state park every weekend. I mean, we had a competition going, who could earn the most junior naturalist badges from attending the little things at the state park. And I mean, so I was lucky to, you know, kind of grow up in that atmosphere a little bit. And then as I got older, you know, I just got, I found I found other reasons I wanted to hike, you know, and things just to get away from it all, you know, to spend some quality time outside and really, you know, fell in love with it again over the past few years and really, you know, taken it kind of by the by the horns, I guess, and yeah. really really realized how big of a priority, you know, it really is to me. So
0: so i got to ask you, do you, um, do you have any of your junior badges still?
1: <laughs> you know, I don't have a badge, but
0: it's funny um, that you asked that because we
1: were just cleaning the garage, and I actually found one from, like, 1996, <laughs> and it was hilarious, and I actually sent it to our state park because they were like, oh, my goodness, because, you know, all the logos and everything are uh-huh. different now, and it was definitely, yeah. It's the only one I found. I don't know. I'm sure that the rest of them have been uh, my mom's probably tossed them somewhere. But for some reason, this one remained that in here. So I had I had I had a pretty good laugh about it.
0: So so you know, I was checking out. You also have a blog, um, Brittany in mm-hmm. Wonderland, and um, I love. I guess when I was reading about. Um, I guess you and one of your friends um, did this camper van trip in Colorado, and you just seemed so happy, and it seemed like such an exciting time for you guys. So, you know, tell me a little bit about that. That trip was fantastic.
1: My best friend uh, was leaving for the Peace Corps this past June, and so that trip we were like, okay, we've got to do, you know – a big trip before she disappears for 27 months. Um, And we both live in different states anyways. And so we really wanted something where we could kind of immerse ourselves in some good old-fashioned girl time. And we had researched a bunch of things, you know, me coming out there, you know, just trying all these different things. And we decided that we wanted to go someplace new. And it was totally one of those, the universe in (laughs) set itself in motion things because the exact same day both of us received like our you know flight we had the subscription you know for like cheapo flights and like all of that stuff and we both received one for denver literally the same day and we were like okay you know let's do colorado and i had been there um, before when i was younger because i had some family there and i had also you know been through the mountains um, in Washington recently, and I'm like, let's do it. I'm like, let's go. I'm like, and let's rent, you know, a van because we were trying to do a rental car. We were trying to do, you know, lodging and try to figure out all that kind of thing. And then it did. I was like, you know, because I convert my SUV myself when I go on trips and live out of it. And so SUVs just weren't cheap. And so we were like, you know what? Let's look at camper van. And I'll tell you what, <laughs> off season is the best time to travel. That camper van was cheaper than any rental car can possibly ever have been. And it also was our house. So we didn't really have to worry about lodging. So, I mean, it was fantastic. We did a big loop through the mountains all the way from Denver up through Frisco and the White River National Forest down. Um, through that range and into Colorado Springs and Pike National Forest and then back to Denver so it was definitely it was definitely nice it was definitely definitely an experience that I mean I will forever cherish that's for sure.
0: So for someone like me who I've I mean I've been through the airport that's about my extent of Colorado Um, so tell me you know what would be the best uh, out of the hikes that you were doing? What would you recommend or what would you say, you know, you just have to, you know, see this based on, you know, the experience Mm. you and your friend had?
1: Well, I'll tell you, I would easily say the Frisco area and the White River National Forest. I mean, we went to Rocky Mountain National Park, you know, and we loved Rocky Mountain. I mean, given it was very, very snowy. So a lot of the hikes that we had hoped to do were pretty much kind of off uh, off the table. And uh, we actually had a moose and her uh, little calf derail our original plan, <laughs> us and two other hikers. Um, so we had kind of, that ended up kind of being more of a, let's just fly by the seat of our pants kind of hike. But I love White River National Forest. And I mean, so does she. The Lake Dillon area is just, I mean it's breathtaking in all seasons like so much so i love that area so much on that trip that i actually drove out there from ohio this july and did a 10-day loop out through there in that same area and i spent pretty much 90 percent of the time in that in that main area but i mean depending on difficulty for hikes and things like that um You know and depending on time of year the lily pad lake hike in that area is awesome i mean it's not a very i mean it's about four miles round trip i think but i mean the lakes are literally covered in lily pads (laughs) and so it's uh it's kind of a really cool um site and you get some pretty nice views down towards the lake some pretty nice You can actually see how big the lake is from up there because it is so big. Sometimes it's kind of hard to judge (laughs) because it has so many little nooks and crannies. Um, I'm trying to think the 10 mile, I mean, and if it's like big time, like backpacking trips, uh, that's basically part of like the 10 mile range and things like that. So there's like the 10 mile Creek, um, hike. And I, we did part of it. Um, like I said, it was a little too snowy um, gear-wise. I mean, she's from Southern California, so we uh, shouldn't have a whole lot of winter gear. You know, I'm from the Midwest, so I have some, but not a whole lot to share. We had rented some in Rocky Mountain National Park, but we uh, we did not rent as much for, for that. I will definitely say we... Wished that we could have explored Pike National Forest a little more. Uh, we had some things where we had to leave earlier than we had hoped, but I, I will say, if you are in a camper van or looking to just like boondock camp, Pike National Forest offers
0: some amazing spots. So we <laughs> right,
1: definitely I
0: got some really nice. Mentally making lots of notes and <laughs> all of these places. <laughs> yeah
1: it's it, it's a good time so i love colorado i mean i literally i i'm one of those i ha, i'm having a hard time wanting to vacation anywhere else but colorado
0: and washington you State. know i get like that <laughs> in the too. Last two years. so i spent spending <laughs> um well either i'm in the smokies or i've been in oregon and it's they're totally different you know environments and hikes but it's like i've fallen in love with both and i I totally understand. It's like you just keep wanting to go back um, to those areas. That...
1: I go to the Smokies. I go to the Smokies about once every six months, if not more often. So, yeah, I understand that as well because that's only about a six-hour drive for me. So, I know. I GTS do. SM&P, so <laughs> I do the
0: hike. I mean, I do the drive, too. I used to drive um, actually more so last year, but um, I'll have to keep that in mind. Um, we'll have to coordinate one of these times.
1: Oh, most definitely. Like I said, I mean, it is. I, I'm down there all the time and those two national forests, I mean, there's a lot of good spots in those too. So,
0: (laughs) so let's talk a little bit now about, um, just about the 11th essential. So you, you know, what gave you that, you know, idea you're really passionate about Leave No Trace. So kind of what came to mind is, you know, either was it growing up as you were hiking with your grandfather or um you know some of the more recent things that you've been doing you know it
1: the 11th essential came about a little more recently uh about a probably probably over a year ago i mean i started noticing oh, a big increase in trash on trails where i live in ohio is very, I'm very close to the Hawking Hills region, which is a very, very popular spot. I mean, I'm talking like over a million visitors a year. Should have been the national park instead of Cuyahoga Valley. Okay. <laughs> I mean, easily, hands down, is better than Cuyahoga Valley. But. It's just – get, I mean, and it, I just watched it. I mean, there were days I'd come home crying <laughs> from, like, the amount of trash that I just saw. And we were picking it up, and all we had, you know, I'd pick it up in my dog poop bags or in the grocery bag that we had stuffed in to pack out our own snack wrappers. And I do a lot of hiking with my niece or my nieces. Um, they are 8 and 11, and they are – Huge hikers, too. I mean, bless my 8-year-old niece, she crushed a 12-mile miserable hike with me one day, and as long as you keep her fed, she'll just keep going. (laughs) So, we were cleaning up in Hocking Hills one day, and I always, I kind of have taken on my my grandpa's role to pass down the torch, I guess, and um, since he's unfortunately no longer here to do so, so I have kind of taken that over and we were talking about the 10 essentials and so literally on a hike um, this past may after we'd been doing some cleanups here and there together i was joking with them that a full size trash bag needed to be our 11th essential and the light bulb just shone brightly, <laughs> like oh wait a minute like this could actually like work as a thing for people to help them remember. So I kind of embraced that, and I mean, within probably a couple days, I had you know researched to make sure no one else really used that or anything because I'm in marketing and so I know what it's like to have people kind of kind of not take. Tech- like, take your ideas, but piggyback off of something, so I was like, I want to make sure that nobody has, like, used this kind of, you know, reference um, with that a lot, and and I didn't, the only thing I found was a horse farm, which was weird. I saw that, too. Um, yeah, right, okay, so, yeah, it was, it was, I was like, I don't understand, but okay, so I was like, okay, well, that's not, like, something that's related, so I'm gonna run with this, and so... I kind of just kind of started thinking about a mission and a vision and kind of, you know, what I really wanted to to tell people. Because, like you said, I mean, I am pretty big Leave No Trace advocate, you know, public lands advocate and things like that. And I wanted to figure out a way to educate and advocate to help protect these places. So, you know, I kind of took that, like I said, by the horns and in may kind of kind of got the ball rolling and got it off the ground and uh and since then you know it's kind of kept growing you know i've i've tried to you know kind of enlisted people i knew would be be into it to help me kind of spread the word and thanks to places like i mean nicole at women who hike i mean i can't thank her enough for her help in helping me like get the ball rolling with that <laughs> And so, you know, it's kind of it's kind of growing, and I'm looking forward to the things that are, you know, going to be coming this year, um, hopefully with it as well. So,
0: so is there anything um, specifically that you can share that you've planned yet, or um, things are still? I'm,
1: I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm hoping, I'm hoping to do um, some actual organized like cleanups. I mean, I've done cleanups before, but not under, you know, the guise of the 11th essential do some collaborative cleanups with a couple other organizations um, and things like that so just kind of yeah. and and some of the other, you know kind of reaching those feelers out hoping to get um, some more people uh, on board as well to get that message to as many people as we can because it's definitely definitely one that can make a difference
0: so. Yeah. well as things come up definitely keep me posted i'd love to hear oh, more about you know what's going on and what the events you might have in different ways to collaborate um so you know speaking of um just like you were saying about hawking hills having a million visitors and <laughs> just the increased use right of public lands and of our national oh, parks yes. um you know there's there's this, you know, kind of movement and and different things out there about just, you know, the use of social media. And of course, you know, Mm -hmm. social media has been great to be able to, you know, things like you getting the word out, being able to show, you know, um, you know, advocating for Leave No Trace, showing how you're doing cleanups. Um, What are your thoughts about um, social media and, um, you know, the increased visibility of some of these really pristine places that could be, you know, being overused and again, you know, leaving a lot of trash and things behind. Well, I will
1: say that I mean, sometimes like it is, it's overwhelming, you know, and, and and unfortunately, I mean, a lot of it is due to social media, which I don't want to discourage anyone, you know what I mean, from mm-hmm. getting outdoors because they saw something on social media. So it's one of those things that's kind of, it's a definitely a double edged sword <laughs> in a couple different ways. Because yes, it's great that people are finding this, you know, this, this finding nature as a healing tool or finding, you know, some enjoyment and getting outside, you know, getting, getting off the couch, just doing something, you know, getting their kids outside, whatever. But unfortunately, at the same time, there's no way for the parks and the organizations that are trying to, you know, educate them on good outdoor practice and things like that to keep up, you know, I mean, mainly is obviously a funding issue for a lot of places. I mean, I know poor Hawking Hills, it's definitely a funding issue. They have a lot of volunteers for trash and they still just, can't keep up. I'm not a quote-unquote certified volunteer there, but they always joke that I I should be. <laughs> I just, I like my ability to travel, so I don't like to be uh, committed, you know, to like one area only. So, right. But, I mean, some of the problems, at least, you know, like you said, the litter, you know, people just don't understand. I mean, leave no trace. I mean, given... Part of it to me is kind of like a—that's uh, kind of one of those common sense things, but maybe not. You know, I mean, really, you know, ne- you never know. Maybe, I mean, there's a lot of different cultures that visit Hawking Hills as well. So, you know, I know that we run into that as well. Um, so, it just kind of depends. Um, Social—I uh, I will say that I definitely, I definitely try to be cognizant of how I do, I mean, of, you know, how I represent the outdoors because of that, because I know that people see it. I mean, that's that's kind of one of the biggest things that I have have noticed from social media are people representing bad outdoor practices and people who don't necessarily, who may be beginners, who are like, ooh, that looks really cool. I want to go do that they may not be able, like, to, they don't know that that might be wrong. So, and that they can be, you know, harming the environment or doing something like that. Social media, like I said, like you said, for good, you know, it can be used for good. There is that downside of those who, you know, either choose not to you know, represent good ethics, or just don't know themselves. And so, I mean, it's really, it's really more about educate. Like, there just has to be some sort of education that's able to go with it somehow. I don't have a solution to that, unfortunately. I mean, I know that. A lot of the parks are trying to figure out how to combat that as well because they don't have very much funding. You know, they, reply, they rely on their nonprofit partners to help. You know, they with Leave No Trace. I mean, I make sure that I am a Leave No Trace member, you know, for that reason. You know, I know that they need that help. And I try. If I see somebody on trail that might be doing something wrong, you know, I I just easily like, oh, hey, by the way, you know, that's not the trail that you're on. You know, I'm like, I know it kind of looks like it's been walked on, you know, but that's not the trail. So it's over here, you know, and a lot of people for the most part are open to that because they might not
0: know. Because I've seen a couple things, you know, and I've, you know, as I've read different articles and, um kind of done some own you know my own research i've seen about Mm -hmm. you know having those conversations but then there's also a movement where i've seen people shame others like on instagram and and things like that and and -hmm. i do think it's really about education i don't think calling people out and and any kind of meanness or mean-spiritedness um even if if they are being destructive isn't is not going to help the matter um, as much as educating. And and I think you gave a great example of, um, you know, telling people, well, that, you know, you're going off trail, that's not the trail, and and just helping them understand, you know, what damage that can cause. Um,
1: No, I was going to say, I mean, yeah, like you said, and I mean, and I do have, I definitely do have friends that kind of do both sides of that, who try to educate And then also ones who are just like, hey, you know, call them out. But I will say that the the friend I have that calls them out does like try to reach out first and usually only gets the mean kind of, I'm going to kind of blast you when they're really disrespectful back. Like I will say that I definitely, I definitely had a very large company block me because we asked them nicely to take down like a series of photos they posted in a row that were all blatantly breaking, leave no trace. And I mean, and there were probably a hundred comments asking them nicely to take it down. Every single one of them got deleted and blocked. And then they turned off the comments. And so at that point, it kind of turned into we smelled blood because they were just literally – they had no no regard for it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and so I will
1: say I definitely joined in that one. I definitely <laughs> – but, but usually, like you said, I mean, it's education. It's like, oh, hey, you know, by the way. Know, do you know that what that can do? You know, you know, like all those photos of people feeding the gray jays out of their hands. Like, do you know what that does to wildlife when you feed it out of your hands? You know, that kind of thing. So, you know, just being like, hey, you know, maybe like go check out with no trace and things like that. Or just someone, you know, drop them a DM, like, hey, by the way, you know, you're too close to the water in that photo, or just ask questions, you know, and, you know, that, and you're right, I mean, education, 100% is the way to approach any of those issues. Like I said, on, on trail, I have only had one, what I would consider confrontation about it. And it was like a 16 year old kid, and I don't even know why I tried sometimes, <laughs> but he just was not, not nice. So, yeah. other than that, I just, I mean, it is, it's all about education, and and people are usually thankful for it. I mean, even they might not listen to you. Some of them. I mean, I've had people. Like, oh, hey, okay, you know, that sign says that's not a trail and that's closed for restoration, and they just ignore you. Yeah, and there's nothing you can do. But those other, you know, five or ten people around heard you as well. So now they know not to go in that area, even though that person setting a bad example. So, you know, because we have a real problem in Hawking Hills with people swimming in the base of a couple of the waterfalls. Uh, um, because it's, it's not allowed. It's prohibited because there are things in there that have literally been dropped in there when the glaciers melted. <laughs> and so the human pH can throw off that entire ecosystem. And so there's no swimming or wading. And I mean, in the summer, you'll go and people will walk down there in their bathing suits past all of the signs. So you kind of go down and they're like, hey guys, you know, there's no swimming. I'm sure you don't want to pay that sign. You know, and some of them will get out, and some of them will ignore you. And I have learned, unfortunately, that you just kind of have to take that and go on. So, but it's all about the education. Like I said, those other people that heard what you said, you know, they 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 may take that information in. So, yeah, I think
0: you're right. And of course, you don't want to put yourself into a predicament that could be um, confrontational, kind of dangerous, or you know um, kind of where you're feel like you might be unsafe. So I think everyone Mm -hmm. needs to, um, you know, take it on a case by case basis, but from a corporate standpoint of how you, you know, mentioned that, you know, a large company was, you know, Mm -hmm. posting photos, you know, you would expect a little more corporate responsibility. And unfortunately, those are the ones that, you know, have thousands of followers who, um, they could set that good example for so I would think you know partnering more with some of those organizations um, hopefully um, that are positive you know forces out there for Leave No Trace and the 11th essential and, and things like that could help promote you know a, a better um, experience out there overall
1: yes I, I mean I totally agree and, and I mean and that I mean like said, I mean that is it you know I, I feel I'm, you know, I feel like once you have that big of a following, like you take on that responsibility a little bit, you know, it, it goes more than you know just the clothing or whatever you're trying to sell, <laughs> but you know, and so you got to take a little bit of that responsibility. Otherwise, you're not going to have any pretty places to show off anymore to sell your stuff. <laughs> That's true.
0: So tell me, um, so. what are some things that you would recommend? Um, Let's say, you know, on my Facebook or Instagram or Mm -hmm. or whatever, what are some things that I could show that just anyone can show to help promote, um, you know, the Leave No Trace and, you know, just all of that and the 11th essential? Do you have a, you know, just give a couple of examples.
1: Well, I mean, you know, maybe you do like, you know, not necessarily even pick up some trash, you know. Maybe just even in a caption, you know, it may not even have to be a picture. Maybe you have your picture from your hike and you say, oh, yeah, and on this hike I picked up, you know, this and that. Or maybe you show kind of, you know, I've had, so I've seen a couple where, you know, there's the signs like don't go past this point. But the really pretty part that you really want is right past it. So I've had like people I know who will pose with that sign you know what I mean with the view kind of like in the back you know things like that I mean anything that has that shows some sort you know of responsibility of being prepared you know maybe just even your reusable water bottle because the amount of plastic water bottles and Gatorade bottles I find is like astronomical (laughs) so you know Maybe even just that. Like, hey, you know, do this on your hike instead. And just anything that helps, you know, kind of kind of reduce that or maybe, you know, I don't know, even just the bag that you pack to take your your own trash in or your snacks, you know, putting it putting it away. Just your portraying like like your campsites, you know, making like if you're taking a picture, you know, you want your camp to be on a durable surface you know you don't want your tent to be on that pristine meadow it might be the prettier (laughs) picture but that dirt spot is where it should go you know and so just kind of you know it's almost to the it's almost kind of promoting some of those what i like people kind of call like the flubs you know like that type two part of it is almost the stuff that you want to promote because it's those are the things that matter sometimes
0: so i think that those are great examples and it it is hard sometimes because of course you know we're scrolling through a bunch of the beautiful photos of you know people in the meadows (laughs) And all the, the gorgeous, you know, <laughs> pristine spots. And and I think it conditions us to think that, okay, this is reality. This is how it should be. And, you mm-hmm. know, and you don't think about the impact to the environment, um, you know, what it's doing, especially when, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people um, over and over are, are doing that um, exact same exactly. thing. Exactly.
1: We have got- well, we exactly we actually had um an issue with our own tourism like Instagram, which has like over a million followers. They posted a picture of someone like standing on like the cliff of the one of the waterfalls in Hawking Hills and we're like, uh that's like not allowed. Like that is an extremely closed area. And I mean, they took it down, you know, and they were very, you know, good about it. But right, like if, you know, even if, you know, a hundred people saw that and thought that they were allowed to do that afterwards, right, you're going to see that repeatedly. You know what I mean? Either people are going to get hurt or they're eventually that section is going to get, you know, worn down and erosion.
0: So, trying to minimize impact as much as possible. <laughs> I I think um, you're sharing a great example by what you're doing, and the more people that can, you know, piggyback on that and um, and make that something that, along with, you know. The beautiful vistas and the summits and all of the other pictures that you know get all the likes Um, if we can incorporate you know like you said some of of the caption information um, hashtag information just educate Mm -hmm. people Um, we can't hit everyone but you're gonna find um, definitely some people who will um, help you know promote that message so I think it's great
1: oh definitely Most definitely. And I mean, and that's the thing, you know, that's kind of what I, one of the things I've actually enjoyed most about the 11th Essential. You know, I mean, obviously the message itself is the most important to me, but it's been kind of nice to find this community of like-minded people who are also committed to the same thing, Uh, maybe, you know, in different ways, but that are totally like committed to stewardship and, you know. Taking that responsibility as an outdoorsman to protect those places that you love. So that's definitely been one of my favorite parts of it for
0: sure. Well, I'm going to definitely now pack a trash bag in my um, backpack every time I go out. Because I can tell you, even though I put my trash back in my bag, I haven't always, you know, been great about picking up other people's trash. So this is, you know, learning mm-hmm. opportunity for me as well of, you know, I can make a difference of, you know, helping to maintain that trail and, and uh, and you know, make a pledge to do my part. I think that's, uh, that's really what it takes is that, you know, for people listening, for those, you know, you know, out there to also consider, you know, what can you do every time you hike Um, and just make it a a habit, you know, where you don't even think about it anymore. It's really just part of the experience. Right.
1: And that's like what, what the 11th essential is really about is making it simple. I mean, you're already going on the hike, you know, unless you're a, Ultra light freak who's, you know, counting ounces. I mean, adding, you know, that trash bag to your pack isn't even really going to make the difference. I mean, I, like I said, I used to always carry at least a grocery size bag. Unfortunately, like I said, that's where the 11th essential was born because I kept filling that up. Um, and so, I mean, but even that trash bag size, if you're, if you don't usually pack that big of one, I mean, Just that will make a difference. And then you don't have to necessarily, you know, if you're doing an out-and-back hike, pick it up one way or the other, you know, so you can enjoy your hike, you know, and still, and then on the way back, pick it up. You know, if you're doing a loop or something, you know, try to pick up what you can, you know, what you can and things like that. So that was one of the things when I was thinking about the 11th essential that I wanted to, I want it, to, it to, be, to be easy and not seem like a burden, and I know that, like, some people are like, oh, well, I don't want to pick up, you know, all of this other stuff, well, you know, the one thing that I, I mean, I say the most, though, is if not us, then who's going to do it? I mean, we're just, are like, are we just going to keep walking by it, you know, over and over? I'm like, it's not going to go anywhere, <laughs> So, you know, to make, to make that difference, to keep those places that we love, to protect them. Like for me, like I said, I hike with my nieces. You know, that is one of my biggest driving factors. All of these experiences that I'm having and all of these places that I love, my niece all the time gives me that, oh, that's not fair. Why don't I get to go? You know, and I want her to be able to do that when she's older I want them to look just as beautiful. I don't want them to look like a garbage dump. So
0: I I think it's good that you're showing your niece. You're setting that example too, because then as she grows up and she'll you know remember that and be able to kind of continue on um, like you know the next generation of being able to really help sustain and promote you know a good environment for for the rest of you know the generations to come
1: oh exactly and I will say my 11 year old niece always makes me laugh
0: because she I she told
1: I think she told my mom because my mom told me that she goes to school and tells all her friends everything that I teach her so you know so that's kind of you know one of those things that kind of warms my heart because she is she is educating and advocating without even realizing it. She thinks that she's just teaching them cool stuff that her aunt taught them, you know, and really she's actually making a difference and doesn't even realize it.
0: I think that's amazing. I think you're doing some great work <laughs> out there. And um, for people to find out more, um, you can check the links. You can go to brittanyandwonderland.com and learn more about The 11th essential and um, be able to incorporate it into your everyday hiking experiences as well. So I appreciate you spending time with me and sharing your thoughts and, and just uh, getting to know more about um, what you've been up to. I really appreciate
1: it. Like I said, any chance I get to talk about it and help spread that message of Sewer stewardship, because that's really what it is, is that message of stewardship and responsibility to those places we love, you know, so I truly appreciate it, and I hope, you know, that people at least go check it out, you know, kind of find out what we're about, and things like that, that way they can uh, kind of follow along and see what we've got coming for 2019,
0: so. Well, I'm definitely going to follow along and see what you got coming, and look forward to um participating in one of your cleanups so keep me in mind for next year as you uh, put out some events yes I
1: totally will so I will make sure like I said you said you go to the Smokies and we're hoping to do something you know kind of down in that area so hopefully hopefully we'll get into uh, one of those national forests come springtime yeah
0: keep me posted all right well thank you I will thank you Brittany